Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tune Paul's uh, absolutely dominating early. Great to uh, I don't even know what that song's called, but I was listening to it on TikTok the other night. It was the Australian cricket team were doing it um, after the World Cup, and I think someone turned the speaker off just as it was about to drop. Paul, so maybe we should wait till it drops. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to Trot's life freed here. From, freed from desire. That's right. That was pretty obvious, didn't it? Uh, Tim O'Connor here on Trot's life, back for 2024, replacing Tabby McKinnon. And joined by Bronte Newenberg in studio here in lovely South Bank. And our very first guest is on the line. One I'm looking forward to catching up with. It's Ben Zaria, 21-year-old Rainsman. Benny boy, uh, great to have you on Trot's Life. I don't know if this is your debut, but lovely to chat. How you going, guys? All right? Going well. Uh, now, we find you at the Melton Trials today, my friend, because I did have a look through the nominations, and you've got a bit to do today. Yeah, we've got a few in, but... Um... Oh, just a bit too many, so I'll give Dad a few steers and I'll just drive um, Chris Finozio's ones today. And, um, yeah. He needs a practice, does he? Yeah. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to have you on. We just wanted to chat through nothing too specific, but I must admit I went back through your career record last night. I thought, oh, you would have debuted 2021, somewhere around there. You've been driving it for three or four years. You're a confident young lad. Um, I thought you would have had potentially a few more winners up your sleeve, but I could not believe that last year was your very first year at the races. You've currently driven 126 times, 14 wins, 25 placings, but you're driving like a man who's been doing it for a long time. So take us right back to the start. Obviously, your father, uh, Tony's been in the game for a very, very long time. Have you been invested or, you know, involved in the game as a kid or is it only recently you've taken it up? Nah, only recently, like, obviously, like, um, Dad's been training ever since I was born, and um, I sort of didn't really like the horses till I was about 16 when I got my first one with my brother Joel, and um, and then once I, you know, got, got my first horse, and sort of, then I started getting right into it, and um, started to enjoy it. I didn't really like it early days, because, like, obviously, I didn't own any, and um, Dad used to just get us working them, and that, and wasn't much fun just doing, you know... <laughs> Unless you had one yourself, it wasn't yeah. much fun. Uh, but, um, no, I really enjoy it now. And um, I worked for Brent Lilly for a couple of years, and that was good, learned a lot. Um, you know, he was good to work for, and he was good to me. But um, then I sort of just sort of oh, – I wasn't, wasn't really enjoying it, getting horsed out a bit. So um, now I just do a couple of days a week with Chris Finozio. And, um, like, Dad's working – oh, he's working 10 or 12 or something, but um, – you know, I sort of just do my own sort of work and um, just help Chris out on the side, then just drive for Dad and that. And um, no, I'm really loving it at the moment. And um, Dad's sort of got a few horses that are going all right, like to win races and that. So it's probably making me look a little bit better. But um, no, it's good. So, so last year was your very first year driving. Uh, 2023, yeah. you landed 13 winners. Did that exceed expectations, yeah. Ben, or or were you confident um, you'd be able to come in and and do well? No, nah, I definitely did because I reckon about my first probably 
70 drives, I probably only drove about two winners, and then probably my last 50, I drove most of my winners. But um, like I was probably driving a little bit better, but better horses too that were ready to win and that. But um, I've probably improved a little bit in the last six months, I'd say. So no pony trots for you? Is that right? You would have missed all that? Oh, no, I did I did a pony trots for about, but I probably would have only had about four or five um, goes at it. And, um, oh, yeah, I just didn't really enjoy the horses early on. But um, as I've got older, I just, you know, got it in the blood sort of thing. And now just the, I just like it more and more. Yeah. So is this, you know, I know it's one year down and it was a pretty good one. You want to get better and better. But is harness racing and driving trotters and being a freelance driver and then maybe training a few, is that the career for you in the next five, ten years, or, or have you got other interests for employment? Oh, I love driving. Um, the training sort of gets it, like, when you're doing one or two, it's all right, but when you're doing, you know, heaps and doing it all the time, it sort of gets, I just sort of get horsed out a little bit, but no, I love the driving side of it, and um, yeah, I've got my own little firewood business on the side that sort of pays for everything, so that's good. Ben, talking about your love for the driving, I have noticed that you really agree well with trotters looking back on your record has most of your wins actually been on trotters um good question i sort of don't really know um i've driven a few wins on the trotters probably yeah i probably would have um probably helped um bust on brody i won four out of five on him so he probably made me look a little bit better but um i drove another one the other night for brian keezy so yeah i'd say probably driven more trotting winners than pacing winners and working for brett really um you know, he's mainly trotters, so... Yeah, yeah. I was about to touch on that. You, uh, your experience with Brett Lilly is obviously what encouraged your, well, well, your good interaction with trotters. Do you think moving forward you want to continue to keep driving the trotters? Do you have a preference? Do you have a favourite? Because I know a lot of drivers out there, especially when they first start driving, they're a bit hesitant with the trotters, but it, it's interesting that your caper seems to be the other way around. Yeah, you know, I definitely like the trotters, especially when you've got a trotter that trots good and... Um, yeah, oh, that's definitely, you get more of a kick out of driving a winning trotter than a pacer, but, um, yeah, 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 I have me trotters that I like and I have me trotters that I don't like, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Ben, take us back to your father, obviously your father's been in the game a long, long time and, uh, I've got yeah. some memories of him winning for me as a kid when I first started having a bet that horses at uh, a million to one and he'd always get a trotter up, so those <laughs> colours have been... Um, ingrained in my memory for a long time. What's your memories of your dad's uh, harness racing feats? Were you the kid that always went to the races with him and were down in the stables, or or did you just take a back seat? Talk us through the early days as a kid. Um, oh, I'm only 21, so he's like his best days were probably only just as I was born and that. So I don't really remember much. And um, you know, sort of, oh, I don't know. Like he hasn't been the greatest, like, he, he, that was his best time before I was born, but he's starting to get going good now again, so, um, nah, it's good, but, um, yeah, I don't have too many memories other than just him getting me and my brothers and my sister up to the shed and working the horses, but we didn't want it. <laughs> so that, 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 that's probably, all I remember. probably not the greatest grounding to, to get a young bloke into harness racing, making him work hard, because I don't know if it'll work for me, <laughs> <Nah>. mate. <laughs> um, no, that's right. What, talk us, um, actually, well, before we move back on to yourself, uh, I remember writing a story with your father a couple of years ago. He had a battle with prostate cancer. How is he going? I see he's, yep. he's working a, a solid team at the moment, so he must be going okay. Yeah, no, he's going good. He's um, He got rid of the cancer and that, so that was good. Um, when he had it, he, um, like, oh, to be honest, I thought he was half-stuffed. Like, he just 
was on the couch and couldn't go anywhere and that and sort of just got rid of all the horses and then we had no horses left and and he sort of looked like he was getting worse and worse every day but he's all I reckon he's traveling nearly better than before he had the cancer he's traveling real good at the moment and um um it's probably a big help to uh Wally Tuzinski who who's um helping him out a lot now and um I think that's why the horses are definitely going a lot better now for him because he's got Wally there all the time and um and he's, you know, he's helping him out heaps. And, and same with Joe Adard. So, um, but no, he's definitely travelling better now. But he's he was doing too much before. And um, now he's got it under under wraps. Talk us through your favourite horse. I think I may know who this horse is, Ben. But if you got one, uh, and if it's Buzz and Brody, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Buzz and Brody till I sold him for about $2,000. Oh, no. Year. No, how much was it? <laughs> Two thousand. Oh no! I oh, well, might as well tell the whole world this story because uh, I I, yeah, I, I, tr- I tried to round up a, a bunch of guys. Well, I didn't have to try too hard. They were pretty keen. We were going to make an <laughs> offer uh, for Buzz and Brady, and we were happy to go around the ten thousand dollar mark. Uh, I reckon. Uh, I, I would have said you could have him for five. And I would have said, um, "Well, we'll take something else out of your stable as well." No, but I can't believe that um, he's got. Well, I can believe, but it, I must admit that I, I have watched through gritted teeth when he's. Strung that winning streak together. He's um, a funny old horse, isn't he? Just tell us a, a bit about him because he's, what, eight or nine now and he's maybe he's even 10 now and he's just starting to come good. Yeah, well, um, so it started off as he was my first trotter and um, I leased him off a bloke called Rob Pollock who ended up signing him over to me and um, didn't break him in until he was a five-year-old and he was that big and fat and it just took ages to get him going. Anyway, I would give him about 30 starts but he was always doing something wrong or he might put two starts together where he'd go really good or he'd, then he'd gallop and give him a big head start and he'd just make up that much ground like he always had plenty of ability but he just was that frustrating because and you know I never thought he was um gonna ever put it together so I just had enough and dad just said oh you're an idiot like because he obviously thought something of him and um so he said to he got my sister to buy him I said how much I said oh just give me two grand and um so my sister put the two grand in and signed the paperwork and um, I reckon as soon as I signed on the dotted line, he grew a leg. So, uh, But he's got him trotting pretty good at the moment. Um, let's see. Oh, it's probably one he's got up on me dad because ever since he started training him, he's gone a lot better. Prior to that, I was doing all the work with him. But um, at least I sold him to my sister and dad get to keep him. So I'm sort of, yeah. Everyone says, oh, you'd be spewing, but nah, not really. Well, even if you sold him to a good mate like me, Ben would have been, yeah. it would have still been a good result, wouldn't it? <laughs> and you would have got uh, yeah, five I'm times fine. the money as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, we'll, would have been better. Yeah. Um, just uh, looking forward before we let you go, um, we've got the news coming up in a sec, but 2024, yeah. um, have you got any goals? Have you got anything at the top of it? Would you love to... You know, of course, you want to win a big race, but is there something that sits there above all others that you want to achieve this year? Um, oh, not really. Like I don't set any set many goals. I just sort of just just do what I'm doing. And um, but I see I'm at about 14 wins, so if I can get to 50 by the end of the year, that'll be good. But other than that, I yeah, just sort of go with it, and whatever happens, happens. Can't can't make too many plans with the horses. Uh, good stuff, mate. Well, it's been a great start to the career, and um, great to have you in the game. Great to have young drivers with a, a bit of personality too and they like a good time. So thanks for joining us on Trot's Life, Ben, and good luck at the Melton Trials today, but more importantly, good luck at the races throughout the rest of the year.
No dramas. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben Zaria there, Bronte. Uh, good fella, isn't he? He's um, if you, if you didn't know him, even Paul, you wouldn't think he's a 21 year old that's been driving for 12 months. He's got a bit of personality, a bit of swagger, doesn't he? he? Even drives like that too, Bronte. Yeah, he's he's confident and he talks well as well. And uh, he's driving a horse at Geelong this week called Strong Response that used to race in. Queensland and it was one of those horses that would lead and run along and it was very hard to catch and it's drawn one tomorrow so it's going to be a nice watch it might be a tip there for our listeners okay good stuff you you know a bit about this one and uh drawn one uh Ben in the cart and Geelong's I reckon it's one of the better leader tracks too I reckon it's uh, along with Bendy yeah it's a pegs <laughs> it's a pegs type of track I reckon so there you go, a little tip there to head into the break. Uh, we'll have the news in a tick, uh, Paul, but I, I might just, before we do, I might leave the listeners with the, uh, I've just had the Shepparton Cup field drop in, Bronte. We might talk more about it after the break, but this is the field for the 2024 Shepparton Gold. I'm pretty sure it's a Gold Cup. They call it the Shepparton Gold Cup on Saturday night, of course, follows on from Bendigo. It's a week before the Ballarat Pacing Cup and then a week before the Hunter Cup as well. So Barrier 1, Curly James. We've got Barrier 2 for the Emergency in Cosimo. Barrier 3, La Captain. Gate 4, Canina Provlima. Barrier 5, Tapo. Barrier 6, Pete Said So. And Barrier 7, Private Eye for David Miles. That's your front line. Inside back row, Hurricane Harley. Place getter in the Bendigo Cup on Saturday night. Ideal Escape 9. Serge Blanco, 10. Max Delight, your Bendigo Pacing Cup winner. And one of the country's informed paces, Gate 11 for Max Delight, Nathan Jack, David Aiken. Then we've got Bulletproof Boy in 12 and Cora Valley Star, 13. Any first impressions, Bronte? <laughs> My first impressions is that Curly James loves to lead, but he has Hurricane Harley on his back. So the first horse that's probably going to come around is Robbie Morris on Canina Provlima. Yeah, uh, La Captain uh, likes to go forward as well. So it looks like there's a little bit of speed there. Yeah. Um, I don't think Curly James would hand up to a horse that would hand up. No. no. Um, I'm looking back in the back row, but we've got Serge Blanco, uh, Max Delight, Bulletproof Boy, yeah, good, strong back row. Going to be a really good race. We'll have a bit of a look at it later. We'll also talk to Darren Carroll and maybe get his thoughts as well. Uh, 11.30, Paul, might be time for a little break. Uh, we'll give the listeners some news and we'll be back with our next guest right after this.